Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 75. England against Ireland at Twickenham in the final weekend. And England with a chance to break Irish hearts. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that still believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, uh, welcome to Super Saturday, obviously the last weekend, the last Saturday, the last day of the Six Nations. Um, lots riding on today. We've just watched the uh, the Italy uh, against Scotland game. That was a bit of a bit of a knife-edge game. Uh, Italy, I think, uh, unlucky um, to, to just miss out there. We'll have a quick chat about that in a moment, because of course I'm joined by Dan. Hi, mate. Holy freaking shitballs. Scotland were lucky there. Very um, uh, and I would also say Italy were, were unlucky. I mean, I thought they played really well. Yeah, they did. I, I think what that's probably done is guarantee, I think it was probably guaranteed anyway, but guarantee their place in the Six Nations for at for least sure. another year, if not three or four. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And 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 you'd like to think this is just, you know, they're, they're going to get better all the time. So hopefully we're going to see more of these sorts of performances from them well, against everyone. I mean, we've been thinking that for 16 years, haven't we? I mean that's the best that's the best performance I've seen from an Italian team that I can remember. I know they've I know they've won games before, but I thought just the way that they played, they looked better in that game than than I can remember seeing them before. Yeah, I think that's a fair shout. Um, well, anyway, before we talk too much about that, uh, just a little bit of uh, uh, admin. Um, we've had another review. Uh, always nice to read them out. We don't get we don't get nearly enough of them, so when we do get them, uh, we want to share the love. So um, this is. Uh, all That's Missing is a Pub uh, is the title of this one. It's from V.A. David in the US. He says, as an American, I'm so happy to have live games uh, from the Premiership and now the Six Nations on NBC, but I missed the chance to talk to knowledgeable fans about what we, uh, about what we can now watch. Is that all right? Yeah. Uh, with this podcast, I can get much of the same feeling, like being down the pub with two great rugby mates. Thanks, guys. So that's awesome. nice. Exactly. Thank what, you. Exactly what we're trying to do, and uh, and clearly we've ticked the right box there for uh, for David. So thanks for the review. Thanks for the five stars, um, guys. Keep them coming. Thanks, David. Um, so yeah, on to today. Massive day. Uh, that first game out the way. Obviously, the, the next one's the big one. Of course, uh, Ireland going for the Grand Slam. Um, England have to win for 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 their. I don't know for everything. Pride, sanity. <laughs> Uh, to get the media off their backs a little bit, to, to give them a chance to regroup. Um, and I think for a little bit of revenge after last year, where, of course, uh, it, the roles were reversed and it was Ireland that upset England's Grand Slam chances in the final game. If England don't win, it's going to be a a long spring, a long spring and start of summer till the tour because... That they'll just have that their monkey on their back, so to say. And I think, I think as you said in the last episode... Uh, we're going to need to rest players in the summer. You know, we've got a World Cup yeah. to think about. And what we can't do is have a poor performance today and then get to the summer and then rest people because, do you know what I mean? Like, it does, it, that, that, it's not going to work. We need, we need to prove that the guys have got what it takes. They just haven't delivered a couple of times. And then you can rest them and bring in some new people and go on tour to South Africa and kind of be ready to go for the autumn for the All Blacks game. If we lose today... You kind of feel you have to take your first team. I I know what you mean. Um, I don't think we need to. 
I, I think I think that may be overkill a little bit. It, I think performance is key today. If we have another performance where we're getting turned over constantly, you know, sort of 11 to 3 type thing, if we're still giving away 15 penalties or whatever, then then we've got a problem. If we put in a great performance and we're beaten by a very good Irish team, we can I think <laughs> I think we can live with it. It'll be infuriating. But as as an England fan and those guys as England players, it's got to hurt that you're not the best in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. When, you, when, when you're trying to be the best in the world. Yeah. So I, I hope they're there. Yeah. Sort of I mean, think- look, I think the thing we need to bear in mind, and, and for all the England fans who are who are kind of backing them for the World Cup and, and what have you, the thing to remember about, particularly about this game, Ireland, obviously, yeah, they're going for a Grand Slam. Ireland against France was a very similar game to England against France. Ireland, through a moment of individual genius, managed to well, scrape a win. Yeah, it wasn't a similar game, but it was a similar sort of scenario. S- situation, yeah, at the, at the end. Yeah. You know, England were obviously going for for a late a late win, failed to, failed to deliver, you know, handling errors and, and the game was over. Ireland, to their credit, managed to hold on to the ball, but they weren't going anywhere. You know, there was no, there was no way they were getting those points, and until Sexton decided, you know what, I'm just going to have a crack, and and he absolutely nailed it. So, moment of individual genius is what won that. Otherwise, you know, Ireland would be coming here with at least one loss under their belt. So, you know, and you look at their other results throughout the Six Nations. You know, the Wales game, uh, another close one. You know, another one where I, where where Ireland were fortunate to win. So, although the results suggest that Ireland are the out and out favourites. I'm not convinced that that's the case. And I actually think that Twickenham is the key factor today. And I think England are the favourites going into this, despite the recent results. I would still put Ireland slight favourites. But as we said yesterday when we, when we were chatting, good teams find a way to win. England did it last year in the Six Nations against France when we were losing towards the end against Wales with that beautiful Elliot Daly try. Yeah. Good teams find a way to win. Ireland against France, yeah, fair enough. That took a moment of pure genius by Sexton. But remember, they had like 41 phases till then. England yeah. can't seem to put together six or seven without well, uh, no, no, giving the, away I'm, a penalty. I'm not saying that Ireland aren't a good team. They obviously are. They know, they, you know they, they're able to grind out the wins too. I just don't think that we need... I don't think the divide is, is as big as perhaps the media is making out between these two sides today. Um, and I think that's an important thing to remember going into this because I think there will be a lot of people... You know who who are supporting England, who you know because of two bad results have lost faith. You know I've already heard people saying it. You know this team's awful, and you're like, how's this team suddenly awful? They didn't come <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of shit overnight. The results speak for themselves. Um, it was. I I'm still angry that we didn't learn from our mistakes against Scotland. I I, I well, find it, that it, unbelievable. Almost. It's like what well, of. The the one thing that you had to do differently across those two games was sort out the breakdown, and it seems to be the one thing they went, nah, we'll be all right. Um, yeah, and it and it does feel a little bit like it was arrogance. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure there's more to it than that. But you know, as a supporter, as a fan watching from the sidelines, it's um it's really frustrating because you kind of feel like, well, everybody knew that's what they were going to do. They even told everybody that's what they were going to do, and then they did it. So you know, yeah. either either you just assumed it was a double bluff and uh, or assumed it was a bluff and got double bluffed or I don't know I don't understand it 
you know, or maybe it simply comes down to the team selection. I mean, this is probably a good place to bring in, you know, the squad for today. He's obviously made a lot of changes. That that for me, that breakdown is that's the one thing that England needs to sort out. It's you know, I, we we discussed it. I personally, I don't mind what he's done in the backs, um, but I would have been equally as happy keeping Ford in, at ten because I think it's about sorting out the breakdown and getting the quick ball. And as we said in the last episode, that that's not a you know if you can't do it, you need a plan B. That's a you need to, to you need to do it. Simple as that. Yeah, I no, I, I I do agree with that, but I do like the look of the backs because purely because I want to see how this how these work and um, as another option, but, not necessarily. But, but they're not going to be able to do anything if if the breakdown is lost the same way. If this if this if the ball is as static as it has been in the last two games, it doesn't matter who you've got in the back line. They're still going to have the same problems because they're still not going to have quick enough ball to be able to do anything. Well, what 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 you're going to hope is you get a to who can break a half tackle, get a bit of momentum, and then on the front for hopefully a little bit of quick ball if Ireland are going backwards. But yeah, no, I completely agree with you, mate. Like the breakdown is key. I the the Haskell Robshaw thing. I'm glad Haskell's in. It to me, it just seems a bit like. These were the guys when we were winning everything. Let's go back to them. I think I think Armand should have started. Yeah. I think I mean maybe, maybe this is just you know this is this is the the door for him, isn't it? It's uh, he's going to get his shot, and uh, it's important for him to take it. I mean, you and I were talking about uh, about Robshaw, and we've always been you know kind of big advocates for for the guy. But um, I think it was you that said to me statistically, you know, looking at his statistics, they're not actually as good as you might like. You know, he's. He's fairly solid. He's he's not going to he's not going to give you a, a really bad game. He's not going to lose you a game. But I think the big question with Robshaw is: Is he going to win you a game? You know, is he someone who can make the difference in a World Cup, or is he simply someone who you know you can fill a, a shirt with and it, and he's not going to have a bad game? I don't know if that's yeah. Harsh. I, I don't I mean actually, it. In a, do you know what I mean? Like he's a good player, but is he a great player? Is he ever going to be you know a world class player? I think the answer is no. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree. Rob Shaw will rip up roads for you. Um, well, he'll try. That's the, that's, the, <laughs> that's that's the important thing. But he won't. Yeah, he he's not he's not a game changer as such. What he will do is give you the most honest 80 minutes you're going to get from probably any player in the world, and he'll do that week in week out. And there is something massive to be said for that. But I guess I guess if you if if the rest of your squad is is bossing the breakdown and you're getting the quick ball, then someone like a Robshaw, who's just a workhorse, is is a is a vital role. Yeah. If you can't win the ball, you know, his his hand, you know, couple of carries, couple of meters, couple of tackles, they don't really amount to very much in the grand scheme of things when you look at a when you look at a game. That I mean that that's my concern with him. Um is that there's just not, you know, it, it's not that he's putting in enough effort. I think, you know, his his maximum effort it just doesn't seem to be quite enough. If unless things are going really well for England. Yeah, no, I agree. I so for example, when Haskell came on last week, you noticed a difference. Yeah. Um, I like, like you say. Yeah, on. sorry, mate. I was saying, like you say, if if a team is working well, and then suddenly you've got that workhorse going as well. Bit like a launch reel, although launch reel in a slightly different way, then that is huge value. Mm-hmm. When 
you have got a workhorse who isn't able to sort of change a game, then that's when it probably becomes less valuable. And that's through no fault of Robshaw. This no, is by no means having well, a go at Robshaw. That's what I'm saying, though. You know, that does he maybe maybe the right way to put it is does he fit the mould for what England need right now? And I would say that right now he doesn't. And one of his biggest kind of um, one of the biggest things that he adds to that team is is experience. And that's all well and good. But even though he's been the England... I mean, is he one of the leaders? Maybe. I mean, he's obviously been the England captain. He knows how to do it. You'd hope so, yeah. Um, he's still, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. It's, it's very easy, obviously, for us to say, changes, make changes. Um, because we want we want to see something different on the pitch. We want to see a different result. But, you know, I guess these are the guys who have given us results in the past. Uh, but there's only so many times, and we said it last week. Um, you know, give them another chance; they'll they'll, they'll turn things around. They didn't, um, and I think I think you can only give them one chance to do that. I think making the changes this time around is the right call. You know, lots of people saying, "Oh, are England running scared? Is that why they made so many changes?" I think the answer is no. You know, the well, players need the, a shakeup. The, the changes are interesting if you look at them. So, so firstly, actually, before I go down there, what do we think about Launchpad being dropped? I mean, look, he's been dropped to the bench. He's not been dropped. Oh, of course, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. I'm I'm speaking old school. So, but what I, I'm saying is, if if we look at it as a 23, you know, we've always talked about the the awesome foursome. Well, they're, they're it's still the awesome foursome. They're, they're still all involved. Well, it's it's his own fault that he's been put to the bench because the problem is, is he plays too well week in week out. So the expectations of him are so high that even if he has a okay game it's seen as shit because normally he's just so brilliant. So yeah, well, maybe it's just give, dad, give if you're listening, don't play so well. Uh, well, I, th- I mean, in all seriousness, I think he's had a couple of back games where he's not been at his best, uh, despite what we've, what we've said of him in the past. Um, you know, maybe he's unfortunate because, you know, he makes the mistakes where you can see them. Um, but so I, I actually think there's I think there's more to it than that. I don't think it's a case of being dropped. If you look at sort of key positions, so you look in the row, who's he gone for? He's gone for Otoje Cruz, Saracens. I think he's gone for these partnerships where people are going to be comfortable. Back row, Haskell, Robshaw, who are sort of the partnership under under Eddie. He's gone for that halfbacks. He's gone Wigglesworth, Farrell, Saracens together. So I actually think that plays a yeah, big maybe. part of it. Having well these partnerships. And, you know, uh, Launchbury's there to come on if things are not working, if someone else isn't forming. We know Eddie Jones isn't shy when it comes to making changes if he thinks things aren't working out. Um, and the fact is that he's selected a side in a certain way and it's and and it's dependent on the game kind of playing out in a certain way. So you would like to think that if, if it's not happening the way he'd like it to, he has the opportunity to really change things up. Um, and, you know, the, in the backs, that, of course, means... Having Ford back on at ten, moving Farrell back to twelve, picking either you know pace or power uh, at outside centre. Um, you've got the option of bringing Mike Brown on for a bit more stability. If if you know if if the guys at the back are, are not able to counter attack or, or attack full stop, you know that's not working. So there are there are various options, and I think I think we'll see change if things aren't going to plan. I think we'll see changes perhaps earlier than than. You know, it seems to be the standard at sort of sixty, sixty-five minutes. Yeah, I, I think I think Eddie's probably willing to be ruthless. Eddie, Eddie, I quite like the fact that he said this week, like this is 
this is what he thrives on, like this sort of pressure, this sort of turn it round. But it's all very well saying it. I mean, there, there was kind of chat about this after the Scotland game and just nothing happened with France. If that's the same case against Ireland, then 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 I don't know. <laughs> to that, be honest. Well, I mean, this is our certainly problem, there's going to be no, there's certainly going to be no repercussions because it's ridiculous and sort of and we're right far beyond that. But there, there does need to be a, a change there, and there does need to be a noticeable change. Oh, I mean, like you say, it's yeah, we want the win, but the most important thing is the performance. Uh, grinding out a shit win today is it, it doesn't do anything for us other than other than just spoil Ireland's party. It, do you know what I mean? Like it needs we need a performance, not just not just a result, because the result doesn't yeah. count for anything now. Um, so yeah, I think that that is the key thing, and it's seeing the changes. I like the fact that Dan Cole has been has been moved to the bench, um, as you pointed out last last week or at the beginning of the week. You know, statistically, he's just not doing what Dan Cole of old did, um, and Kyle Sinclair is. So it's the right the change. You can think, yeah. I no, I'm I'm really glad to see that. Um, I'm actually, and and I think I'm in the minority here, but I'm actually glad to see Hartley back. I think we have missed his leadership. Oh, hundred um, percent. It's worrying. The lack of the lack of leadership is quite worrying, isn't it? It, it, yeah, it is. Um, it's it's frustrating. I mean, I, it, I always find it this is this is a, a funny one, isn't it? When they talk about leadership on the team, like what what are your leaders actually doing? You know, if you think back to the two thousand and three World Cup, it's all well and good saying, "Oh, we had leaders everywhere." We had a Jono. You know, everyone just listened to him. I know that yeah, we had a Delalio, and we had you know, and we and we had a. Wilkinson and 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 probably most of the team you could you could point out and say that they were leaders, but they weren't leading. They were we had a Jono. Yeah, well, do you I know mean, what I mean? Like, what does it that, mean to say if you say oh lack of leaders? What what should these guys be doing from a leadership perspective that they're not? So, doing? so so for a start, when when the breakdown's not working, someone needs to take hold. Be it and and it wasn't really Owen Farrell's job to be honest. It probably should have been perhaps a Rob Shaw, perhaps a, I, I don't know, maybe even a laundry, perhaps a Dan Cole to say, right, guys, we're getting smashed at a breakdown. Mm. We can't let this happen again. I guess so that's no. it though, isn't it? We, Farrell, Farrell does that for the backs, even when he's not the captain. Yeah. Hartley does it for the forwards. Uh, so, yeah. so you're right. I mean, this, it does highlight how important Dylan Hartley is. And I think, you know, we've, we've said it before, I'll say it again. I think Dylan Hartley will go on to become the most captain England player ever. Um, and that there, there's something to be said. I, I'm not convinced. You don't think he'll get 11 more caps in his career? Well, I thought Robinson had 114. Who? Um, not Robinson, uh, Jason Lennon. 111, I think it was. 111. So no, Hartley's no. on 92, isn't he? She wasn't even 111. I worked this out. I'm not going to do it again now. I have done it before. Um, it's not very many caps. Okay, fair enough. Well, either way, anyway, let's um, let's go. I want to go and uh, stare at Johnny, so um, let's let's leave this bit. But before we go quickly, prediction. Uh, I'm backing England, um, and I think they'll win by eleven. Oh, I'm going England by four. Oh, I thought you said that Ireland were the favourites. Uh, 
Uh, I'm, I'm still going to back England, aren't I? So, yeah, I'm going to England by four. Um, just my personal belief. And, no, like boys, come on. Come on. Let's, time, let's have a massive performance today. Time to step up. Okay, guys, well, look, we'll leave you with some anthems, as always. Well, not as always, but as always when we are together on match day. Um, and uh, and you'll, you'll next hear from us at half time, hopefully with a cheery sound in our voices. Uh, so, yeah, don't, uh, don't go away. Mate, what the fuck? It's not, it's not going to plan. We need a massive second half. I I actually think the game might be slightly beyond us now, but we need a massive second half for English rugby's sake, to be frank. It's just another shit performance. Like they're just playing badly again. We're being outplayed, yeah. Um, I mean, it's not even that we're being outplayed. We're just playing badly. I, mean, I guess that's the same, the same thing. It's, it's not that Ireland, are, you know, are, are, are playing brilliantly well and, and we're struggling to cope with it. We're just we're just making too many mistakes. For me, I, I hate to say, it, I think Atoje's got to come off. He's not, but he's had a, he's had a bit of a shocker, hasn't he? He's, he's given he, away so many pointless penalties. Yeah, um, but then you know, Cruz has made two or three handling errors. Um, obviously, Watson's now off with his injury. Uh, Rob Shaw once again. I mean, that that Kyle Sinclair penalty. Um, what was Robshaw doing? I know. So, so what was he doing? I didn't see. Oh, so Sinclair's gone over the gone over the top of the ruck to try and compete for the ball. Yeah, and obviously you've got to stay on your feet. Robshaw's yeah. come in behind him as the second man in, and instead of supporting him, he's just gone over the top of him and tried to get the ball himself. Which of course has meant that he's squashed Sinclair down onto the ground. So Sinclair's pinged for coming off his feet. Oh God, I missed that. You know, it's it's such a basic. I don't. It's, uh, it's frustrating. Mate, I, I just don't know. What, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't really want to be doing this right now, uh, but we need to. We we owe it to all those other people that also think England are going to apparently win the World Cup in two thousand and nineteen. England have become what's happened over the last few weeks. They're not becoming a good team, and again, seven penalties already. Oh, it's it's awful. The penalty count. I mean, this is it. Discipline is the key. Well. The breakdown's the key, but discipline as well. I mean, you just can't, you know, it's it, it's not new science. It, you can't give away that many penalties. And when they're just shit, pointless penalties, I don't know what, I, I don't know what you, how you get that through to players. If you've given them three chances and they're still doing it, the answer surely is just to say, you're out. Pro- prove you're not, do- you're not going to do that anymore and we might look at bringing you back in. I, I don't know what to say. How does how do the other teams not do this? This is what we need to look at. And one of the things that I guess it's mixed, but I always believe if you get the chance to take points early on, take the points, build a score. So I was a bit pissed off when we came away 
with no points. Fair enough, there was a sim then. We could have got a try, but we didn't. I don't understand why we don't take points. We did get a try. No, but not from that. Oh, yeah, it came a little bit later on. No, you're right. I mean, but again, I mean, that's a difficult one because, you know, 14 points down, England needed to get back into the game. And frankly, they should have done. I mean, they they kicked for the corner and and they, you know, they... They, they can um, Ireland conceded a penalty something three three or even four times on the trot from from doing exactly that. So I think actually that was the right call. But you, you can't then make stupid handling errors and throw away the advantage. Um, so hindsight, yeah, you take the points. But I think on that occasion, I, I get what they were doing. But I agree with you. I think as a general rule, it should be if points are there, take them, build a score. We're starting to remind me of the England football team. But you can't, but yeah, Builder School, that's gone now. Was it 21? I didn't stay to watch whether he converted, but. Yeah, 21. 21 5. Yeah. You know, it's... And that's the thing. Can you win a World Cup if your kicker's not getting those sort of conversions? Owen Farrell has, he needs to sort of crisp up his kicking a bit because. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I agree with you, but one thing I would say about that kick, was it not a bit weird that he was on the clock and. and... You know, he had he had guys running in front between him and like a, it was a bit odd. I kind of think, you know, however many minutes later, um, you know, I can't, don't know who it, who it was, but one of the Irish players was down. Clock got stopped and everyone waited, and, th- and then the line out happened. Um, you know, Anthony Watson was down, and there were about ten people on the field trying to get him off the pitch. Is that, is that not the time to stop the clock and just say, right, hang on a minute, let's just deal with well, this? I, I don't think you can stop during play. Well, it wasn't during play. It was for the kick. Oh, was it? I'm so why I don't sure. why they didn't just stop the clock and say go go away for a bit. Let's get him off the pitch. Make sure he's okay, and then come back and we'll start the clock again. And you've got your one minute to take your kick. Mate, it's um, there's so much that's just beyond frustrating. Uh, England just yeah. they just they've they've lost something. They really have. They've just lost. Something in Ireland are... They don't seem to want it that much. Mate, I'd agree with that. Oh, and by the way, England, good call uh, extending the dead ball out by <laughs> yeah. two metres, dickheads. I mean, if they can keep scoring tries like the uh, like the, the, the Farrell-Daly one, then then it might be vindicated. But uh, yeah, that has not definitely backfired on them this time. Um, I mean, you know, luck of the bounce. <laughs> not really sure Ireland deserve luck, but... Clearly, it is luck off the Irish, isn't it? Because I mean, that was—it's basically another one, another one of those. It, it's unfortunate. What can you say about that one? It's—they—he it, it, should never have been in position to do it in the first place. But the actual ability to get through and ground it is just—it's unlucky. And again, it's one of those ones where, where two players have tried to make a tackle, and instead of—and none, neither of them have succeeded because they're both trying. I kind of feel like Johnny May let go, thinking. I'm not allowed to make this tackle now. You know, he's he's kicked the ball away when in actual fact he should have just wrapped the legs and that would have been the end of that and it would have been perfectly acceptable because he made started making the tackle kind of during the kick rather than after it. But, uh, I think um, I think Mike Brown may have got found out the pace again as well. Well, maybe, but that, I mean, we know Mike Brown's not, you know, there's no point in saying he's going to get found out for pace. He's not quick. He's not there because of being quick. Um, you know that's not what he's that's not what he does on the on the field. But uh, mate, frustrating. I don't think there's much more we we, we want to say about the first half. It's it, it, they need to 
they need to come out as a different side. They've got 40 minutes to salvage something. To, you know, otherwise, otherwise, they really it's put a it's put a massive black mark over what they've achieved over the last two years. It will be, it it will be like say a worse situation since two thousand and six. I, I'm starting to get really worried now. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good. Well, look, let's see what the next forty minutes holds, and and I guess just uh, I don't know, start praying. <laughs> Fingers uh, crossed, hey. We, we need something clearly other than what we're getting from the players on the pitch. But um Yeah, I was a bit um I was a bit annoyed. I actually missed the first try. I popped down to get a beer because I'm a ladiator. And I came back, I was like, What the fuck? What was happening? Where are you watching it? Just at home. Oh, where did you pop down to? Uh, just downstairs to to the fridge. Oh right, okay. <laughs> not not down anywhere fancy, but Fair enough. Um, well, that that clearly, I think that might be the reason. I you reckon you. that's it? I think that might might be the reason. No more beer for me. No more beer for you. Right. Let's see. Don't have another beer in the second half, and let's see if it changes anything. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we've got something positive to talk about because it's going to be uh, it's going to be hard work coming up with positives to take out of a loss that carries on along these uh, along these lines. So we shall see what happens. Uh, catch you guys. Uh, well, well, for you will be a few minutes, but in forty minutes or so, when the when the sec- when the final whistle blows. Hey guys, okay, so full-time whistle has gone. Uh, obviously, I'm sure you've all watched it by now. Uh, result, not what we expected. Um, we gave we gave England quite a hard time at half-time. Um, there's probably not a huge amount of value in doing that again in the second half. We'd probably be saying much of the same thing. So I kind of think let's let's try and focus on some of the positives. Let's let's talk about what the the next few months are going to hold and the build-up to the summer tour, um, and and just sort of yeah talk about. Where England go from here, I think that's the the key thing. So, um, Dan, I kind of want to start by saying to you, what what are the positives that we can take from this game? Well, I'll tell you what isn't the positive. Fifth. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Uh, I did just say, we're we're not going to focus on the negatives. (laughs) (laughs) We're not. We're not. What are the positives we can take? The breakdown was better. England were better than the last two games. They did improve. I mean, um, England. You look at the scoreline, and I know that a lot of the, the sort of the post-match punditry they were sort of saying the, the scoreline flattered England. But you know, that, don't forget that scoreline doesn't include the three kicks that Owen Farrell missed, which is which by his standards is pretty unheard of. You know, the six points that he threw away there. Um, don't forget, Ireland missed two penalties. Yeah, true. But then they didn't have their you know that, that three penalties from from three or two penalties from three different kickers. I mean, they they. They clearly didn't either. They didn't back themselves, or um, you know, this was this was Owen Farrell, the kicking machine. You know, yeah, but his his kicking's <laughs> off kilter, and and like I said earlier, like that needs to be that needs to be dealt with and fairly quickly because that wins Test matches. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Um, what I said before the game, Ford Farrell. Uh, for me, it's all about the breakdown. It's all about quick ball. When we had quick ball in the in the brief moments throughout the game, where where we got where we got going quickly, uh, I I felt like Farrell 
I felt like Farrell was out of position at 10. And when Ford came on and we got quick ball, it felt right. Uh, yeah, I'll agree with that. Ford, Ford Farrell with quick ball is is the way forward. I think that was shown. Um, Ford, though, does need to work on his game. I mean, his defence needs to improve um, a fair bit because it does put it does put a bit of stress on the rest of the team. Um, and if you're not getting quick ball, that defence is highlighted quite a lot. Um, but, but yeah, I but agree. This, you know, overall, but this brings us back to that same point. We, I think we have to stop, not us so much, uh, although us too, but you know, England need to stop thinking about you know, what, what do we do when we're not getting quick ball? The, the lack of quick ball isn't down to oppositions being too good. The lack of quick ball is down to England not using the ball when it's there. I mean, I was watching quite closely in the yeah. second half. Okay, It wasn't that they were always scrapping to get the ball. Yes, there is that element of it, and, and it's frustrating when you see you know England not not either not committing enough people to the ruck or you know just taking taking too long to try and get the ball back into a position. But the number of times when it was sitting right there at the back, and and either it was the first man in or the second man in, you know should have been picking and going, or you know Danny Kerr or, or Wigglesworth or whoever the scrum half is or whoever the first player is, you know needed to be picking that ball up and shipping it because. When that started to happen, when there was that kind of injection of pace and, and that temp and the tempo increased, England looked dangerous. Yeah. Um, we, we I can't remember whether we were talking about it separately or whether it was on on you know in the in the build up. Um, we were talking about world class players, and you mentioned Daly, and we were kind of saying, is he there yet? He maybe hasn't had enough international rugby. He he is a world class player. Yeah, I think so. Every time he got the ball today, he was the only guy on the pitch who, when the ball went wide to him, particularly off one of Farrell's passes, you know, the kind of real shallow, uh, real flat, aggressive kind of bullet pass out to Daly, you thought, oi, oi, there's a chance. Um, he he looks dangerous. I mean, he's got to be one of the first guys on the team sheet when he's fit now. Uh, yeah, I, I think he is. I think definitely. Um, it's interesting. One of the things, so... One of the things I noticed at the end as well was just for raising intensity, as I think Delalio said in commentary, why did they not have this two minutes before kickoff? Why did they not have that same mentality? I think, and this is making excuses somewhat, I think they need a rest. I think a lot of them have played a lot of rugby. It's been quite intense. They've had a really tough um, training camp throughout the Six Nations, tougher than any other nation. I think... It may be time for them to just, yeah. I mean, you I know, hear, get their head off it. I hear what you're saying, but that, that doesn't really fit with the with the. How is it they've got the intensity after then playing 75 minutes of rugby? Well, yeah. So, so it's not that. It's just the wanting it more. I think mentally, as well as physically. So I think that was a mental thing. I think mentally they they're tired. Oh, but what I, I think, yeah. But so, so how are they finding this this sort of intensity in the last five ten minutes if they're so tired? Because it's consolation. I, I mean, they're just like, God, we can't go in like this. It's, it's just a consolation. We need to get a point. Um, England have a habit of doing this anyway. They chase the game too late, mm. in my mind. I, for me, I think Scotland chase it too early, but England, I think, always chase it too late. Um, I just... At the end, you did notice a difference. They were there. They were all running. They all, they all seem energised. Throughout the game... I felt, and I felt this for the last few weeks, that the England players are just not, they're not, they're not quite right. They're, they're not playing to their best of their ability. Um, they do look tired. 
they don't look as motivated as I think we've seen them before. Think no. of them down in Australia when they did that tour. Yeah. Like the players, just the intensity they're playing with, just everything. You never see a, a Toji anymore. You never see him like do his celebrations for a big hit. They just, they just seem to have lost a little bit of that, um, you, you know, just a little bit of that edge, a little bit of that something that made them, you know, stand out. They don't seem to have it anymore. Whereas Ireland, don't get me wrong, I, Ireland are a better team than us at the moment. See, I, 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 they, I think they played better today. I didn't think they played great today. Uh, I think they they gave away less penalties, which was really important. Um, they took more of their opportunities. I mean, you, you think about that game. How how many opportunities did England have? Where actually, they you know they were so nearly there. They you know there would be a run of run of play. A series of phases, they'd be right there, and then one error, a, a knock-on, or you know, a forward pass, or maybe it wasn't a forward pass today, but yeah, lots of like you know, little knock-ons, or getting isolated. You know, the, the, in phase twelve, someone makes a makes a run and gets isolated, and so the ball inevitably gets turned over. Um, but you know, up until that point, they'd built, they'd built, they'd built, and it just needed yeah, but- execution at the end. And, I, and I'm not making excuses, and I'm not saying that the game should have gone a different way. Um, but I'm saying that I don't think England are as far away as we're making out, despite coming fifth on the table. I think they, they've clearly got work they need to do, um, but they're creating the opportunities. They're just not. They're just not kind of put, put, putting the final nail in the coffin. They are good enough to execute those when they want to, but there were also a few times when passing wide, where the pass was just slightly behind. It wasn't yeah, running slowing, on. Yeah, I've... slowing things down a bit. Yeah, I mean, again, though, that, that's individual errors. Yeah, but but that's at the moment that's England, unfortunately, and it is those things where we can say, "Oh, it's so close," but there's no, you, you know, there's there's no benefit in being close. There's nothing, especially at international level. You need to execute. Um, like think about the All Blacks. The reason the All Blacks are so good is they get those half chances and they finish them nine times out of ten, whereas yeah. England don't finish them nine times out of ten. And that's that's a big difference. But, but we're talking we're talking about the last three games. Yeah, yeah, the last three games mainly. But actually, all six nations, I don't think we've been a great. I mean, Wales, we started well, but after that, it's I think the, from half time the Wales match, since then we've been a pretty poor team. I mean, certainly the performances haven't been there. But I think compared to Scotland and France today, they created opportunities that they didn't do against. Uh, Scotland or France, uh, there was an intensity, albeit in in little dribs. And I think that's the, that was the problem today. Yes, it was the last five minutes. There were little moments. Though. It wasn't just the last five minutes. It was like little pockets of kind of three or four minutes here and there throughout the game. Instead of instead of you know eighty minutes, which is what the whole point of supposedly pushing them the extra this extra mile and you know making them the fittest side in the world and all this other stuff, they're meant to be able to do it for eighty minutes instead of doing. Three minutes here, ten minutes off. You know, two minutes there, nine minutes off. That, that's kind of how it felt because there were definite moments where you thought, okay, we're starting to build something now. They've they're, they're two tries back, but but you know that whole series of penalties in the corner, you know. And I know we talked about it in the, in, the, in this is in the first half. We talked about it at half time. You've got to take points, and it's a, regardless of whether or not the decision was the wrong one and whether they should have gone for the posts, they should have scored a try. Yeah, they, they should have, but they, they, I think that's almost the point. If they'd maintained control of the ball, they probably would have scored a try eventually. 
But um, I think that was almost my point. I was never on the edge of my seat thinking the try is coming, the try is coming. If I'm honest, I was there thinking, how are we going to fuck this up? And I know that's sort of negative, but that's actually what I was thinking. And I definitely wasn't thinking that about England a year ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they've obviously got a lot, lots to work on. That's that's no secret. We're not we're not revealing anything new to anyone um, with that. Um, sure. But it's, uh, I think, which is why I think it's important now to sort of say, okay, well, it's done now. There's nothing we can do about it. There's no point in us just pointing out the obvious because that's what it is with England. It's obvious. You know, it's not like something's not right. And we don't know what it is, and it's really frustrating. You know, we can see exactly what it is. Uh, it's a, it's an intensity. It's a, it's a kind of a desire to win that seems to be missing until the very, very end when it's too late. Um, I think I think it will be good for them, as you say, to get a bit of a rest. I think it will be good for the for the squad to come back in full, uh, for the team to have a bit more kind of continuity in terms of who plays where, because I think that back row, there's still question marks. I mean, on that, uh, Haskell and Don Armand are the two probably, you know, that we want to talk about. They're the two that, you know, Haskell's been given his first start since... Since Australia, the Australia tour, um, I thought he made a difference. I thought he, I thought he looked good. I thought he looked good. I think he's. I, I would imagine he will go to South Africa. I know that some players will be rested, but I suspect Haskell will go out there. We'll see. Um, Don Armand, I think, will probably go to South Africa. I hope so. If Billy's back, you'd think he would go. Um, yeah, he's not. He's not played a huge amount of rugby. I'm sure he can handle it. Um, um, you know, and that could be a very different looking site. I mean, I don't, I don't know if Don Armand plays six. Does he? Play? Yeah, he can do. He can play anywhere in the back row. So you know, Haskell, Armand, uh, Vanapola wouldn't be the worst looking back back row, would it? That looks that looks pretty tough. Um, that and, does look pretty and actually, today was the first time when I when I felt like there are question marks about our second row. George Cruz didn't have a good game. None, none of them did, actually. I mean, Toje had a poor game. Yeah. George Cruz had a pretty poor game. And the others probably weren't on long enough, or Laundry probably wasn't on long enough to give him a fair a yeah. fair analysis. But I think Laws, when he's fit again, I think I think there's there's a need to look at him in the row. Uh, because... Yeah, I, I think so. I think Toje, for me, needs a rest. Yeah. He's played so much rugby. I also think um, he needs he needs he needs a bit of a kick up the bum, you know. I think in terms of, you know, your your position is by no means cemented, like you you still have to perform. I think it would do, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for him to be told, you know, even if he was even if, I mean it's kind of irrelevant now cuz he'll be rested because he's had he's played a lot of rugby, but you know, I think he does need to know that it, it's not him in one, you know, in in one of the shirts, and then the other three get to fight it out for the other one. Yeah, because he definitely doesn't come across like the same player he did when he first came on the scene and was given his oh, first God, shot. Oh God, nowhere near. Um, nowhere near. He, and he and he almost comes across now as a little bit petulant. Like you, you see, a lot of the time he's he makes silly mistakes. I mean, basic errors like in the line out when he's when he's pulling down the his opposite man. You know, you can't be doing stuff like that. You know, schoolboys know that that you're not allowed to do that. Um, but then also just all the sort of pushing and shoving, and and he never it, he never struck me as that kind of player before. I, I think a lot of it's frustration. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But you know, even if that is the case, maybe you just need maybe you just need someone to to say, do you know what? We're going to go with somebody else. Uh, you've got a few things you need to work on. Just give him that little kick to say, oh, hang on a second, what am I doing? You know. 
I need to I need to go back to really wanting to wear that shirt uh, because I think that's always the danger of having players who are kind of cemented in. I mean, you look at like, like an Owen Farrell, and even though he is, he always looks like he desperately wants it. You know, he desperately yeah, wants to be in that shirt. Yeah, I think so, and, and I think a little bit of that sort of magic has lost. But hey, do you know what they need to do tonight? They need to all go out as a team and they need to get absolutely medieval. I mean, I'm talking, I want to see Dan Cole with no eyebrows and, and a tattoo of Sinclair on his arm or something. I want to see Joe Marler's head shaved and just all of them. They need to just have that blowout, have take a few days, just get it out of their system and then really sit down and reflect. I mean, what what is what is the next? When when's the end of the season? I mean, obviously it's not yet. We've got a while to go yet. Is it uh, May? It's, yeah, it's sort of May, isn't it? So they're obviously all going to go back to club. I mean, when when are England likely to next meet up? Uh, I would have thought towards the end of the season, uh, minus for people who are, whoever that will be in the Premiership final. Pro- yeah, probably yeah. Saracens, extra so half the squad. But yeah, probably just there before the South Africa tour. Um, it will be interesting to see what he does about that. I yeah. guess I guess you definitely rest your you know, the guys that you know, you know, your Farrells. Uh that's about it. Your daily Farrell Daily maybe. Jose. Yeah, no, I maybe think, not daily because he's had a bit of injury, so he's he's maybe not had a full on season. I would I would definitely rest a Toje. Yeah. I would rest uh probably Dan Cole, uh Farrell for sure. Um there's quite a few I think I'd I'd give a rest to. It'll be interesting. I mean, it's going it, to certainly, as far as these episodes go, it's going to be a case of getting back to looking at some of the. We didn't want to be doing it at this stage, eighteen months out, but I think it's going to be a case of getting back to looking at some of the guys that um that have been on the fringes. Um, yeah, we probably see a Nick Asekwe or someone out in South Africa. Christian Wade's Billy Twelve Trees. Mm. Oh, okay. So my next one then, Brown. We we know he's been shown for pace. We know he doesn't have that. That's I thought not... he played quite well, though. Yeah? Yeah, I thought he does add something. He does add that sort of grit, that determination. But my my issue with Brown is just, just as happens to everyone with a bit of age, he's probably just lost that yard of pace that made him sort of a really, really top player. Now, I think he's still got the mental attitude for it, but physically he's been slightly shown up by others. I think there's others who are actually better players, even if they don't have that sort of same grit and determination as him. And therefore, is he the right man to be on the bench? I think he's probably the right man to step aside. So who- I hate to say that because, I, and I'm not trying to be mean, just but just, you know, the World Cup is almost 18 months away, it's not going to improve. I think now's I the time He's to peaked. call it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. So, I mean, I guess I guess what Jack Knoll is the is the third, the fourth, the fourth man. So you have your daily Noel, Watson, May as your back four. Three, yeah. three on, one off. Yeah, I, I think so for me, because daily can play fullback. Noel's played a bit of fullback. Um, Noel played fullback Watson. for the Lions. Yeah, I know. Um, so that that's covered. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not as if we're going to be suddenly without a fullback. I mean, if I'm completely honest, I'd have uh, Alex Good. Well, yeah, I was going to. That that was kind of. I've got that written down. 
<clears throat> does he need to be looking? I know he said that he doesn't want it because of playmakers. Um, I mean, I guess if you if you want, I don't think he should, but I guess if you were thinking Farrell at ten, then suddenly Goode becomes much more of an option at fullback. But I just think the Ford Farrell thing is it, it was shown today to be important. They yeah, looked, I do think that's important. They looked um, a better side when it was Ford and Farrell. It, but do you know what? Even that half of rugby, I think it was almost needed, just so it's kind of in the back of their mind. This is not a definite, because up until now it pretty much has been. Yeah. So I think almost in the back of their minds, so they're not going to rest on their laurels. They're going to start kicking in, proving what they're all about. How does Eddie Jones get through to the players that that stupid penalties like? Like Marla deciding to just shoulder charge a player without the ball because he happens to be moving in his general direction. Uh, how, how does Eddie Jones say, look, you know, how many caps has Marla got now? 50? Pushing 50? You, you can't do that. I mean, you know, it's, it's insane to me that you have players with the experience that some of these guys have got making just the most ridiculous mistakes it's it's no longer acceptable to say oh it's the heat of the moment you're a professional rugby yeah. player you get paid a lot of money to be a professional rugby player if you can't if you can't handle the heat of the moment then you should be doing something else yeah i mean and the heat of the moment is fine on a one off once in the six nations not effectively so for me i think it's zero tolerance I just yeah. sort of say to them do you know what i don't, i'm not i'm not going to speculate as to what the punishment for zero tolerance is, but just be like, this is what happens. I will stick to it. If you start, you know, you get one, maybe one per tournament. The second time you do something absolutely ridiculously stupid, either you're dropped or, or whatever it may be, or Hmm. you have to run with. There just has to be, there has to be something serious, doesn't there? Because, you know, it's that crucial time now. You know, as it is, we're no longer, you know, the Northern Hemisphere's big hope for the World Cup. Uh, you know, that's Ireland for the for, for next year. Um, and so England have got a lot, a lot to do to kind of put their hands back up and say, hold on a second, no, 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 we're, st- we're still going for that, for that title. Um, Mate, fifth, fifth, that's unthinkable. Yeah, I mean, but but I mean, I'm 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 ignoring that because you know it's. It, 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 yeah, it's shit, but it's uh, it, it's down to small things, though. You know, if if Farrell had converted that try at the end, it wasn't fifth because we got the bonus point, or it wasn't necessarily fifth because we got the bonus point. And I actually think France are going to win; they're going to beat Wales. But well, we actually want Wales to beat France by quite a bit because then we may go fourth. Really? Yeah. So I think we plus ten, France are plus fifteen. So we want France not to get a bonus point and lose by more than five. And then we uh, finish fourth. Which, to be honest, do you know what? I don't give a shit. <laughs> that, that's just... Well, that's what I'm the saying. Day the, 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 table, the table's the table. You know, the results are in. Uh, I don't think any team in this year's Six Nations, despite a Grand Slam for Ireland, have been particularly great. Uh, you know, usually in a Grand Slam year, that that team is is a phenomenal side. And... You know, there have been some very, very close results and not the greatest rugby. I think the Northern Hemisphere as a whole has got to do a bit 
has got a bit of work to do. Um, you know, despite the the result, you know, despite the results they got last, uh, it was in the autumn. Um, because I just don't think that I don't think anyone has really performed brilliantly in this Six Nations. In, in any of no, the it hasn't. I think what Ireland have shown, apart is from maybe Scotland against discipline. England, yeah, yeah, I think what Ireland has shown is brilliant discipline can get you a long well, way. And this is it, isn't it? If and this, I guess this is England up until this this little losing streak. Uh, you know, the ability to grind out wins and, and win win messy and win ugly and all that sort of stuff. It, you're right. The discipline first and foremost. Don't give away a penalty, and and you give yourself a, a really good chance. You know, taking points when they're on offer, build a score, um, just the little things, and then you get to have those moments of of magic and build a, you know build the score even more. Um, and then I think the rest comes, and then and then I, I suspect the, you know, the, the kind of the, the 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 sort of the passion that, that they seem to be lacking comes along as well. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It's a tough one. I, I mean, I think I have it percolate for a few days and, and then really we can go into it. Um, but, but so today, Ireland won because, one, they're a better team. Two, they played better rugby. And three, they wanted it more. They should not want it more at Twickenham. No. Um, and that's, that's upsetting. But, hey. I, I don't agree that they're a better team. I, I agree that they were the better team on the day, but I think England are a better team. I think England have just they've lost their. Way. I don't think we can say that at the moment. I'm, I, saying, I it. Just, I'm uh, saying it. I'm saying, saying it, it, and that's and that's You're all there is to it. it. I am. That's all there is to it. I think England are are a better team. I think I think they are the best team in the Northern Hemisphere, but they've they've lost their way and they they need to find it, and they will. I think they're fifth best in and, the Northern Hemisphere, and they will they will be back. But um, I mean, you're, you're, yeah, but you take it all too literally. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm. I'm more of a uh, rely on the facts and figures and all. No, look, England are a better team than fifth. Of course they are, and England are a better team than this Six Nations. But you know, we can't keep saying, "Oh, look, it's the same players who did this, who did that," because what we've done recently. I mean, three games is not. It's not a hiccup. It's starting to become a trend. Yeah, but 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 but, but you need, we need to get we need to get realistic. It's three it's it's three games. Yes, the first two losses were both identical, and and the problems were quite clear. That this game against Ireland is, is different. You know, England did show that that it's not a complete loss. They haven't done the, they haven't made the same mistakes. It, the big thing today was a lack of was that was that lack of yes discipline, but also that that lack of kind of just wanting it. Uh, until it was too late. I think yeah, that's the positive we've got to hold on to in this one. Um, because, yeah, it's easy to say, oh, they've lost three in a row. It's a trend. There's a real problem. But that's not getting us anywhere. We can't We can't keep saying we're the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup. If we say I, I still believe it. I still believe it. I just, I, I think it's good that it's been highlighted now because we need to go and fix that. Hang on, say, start from I still believe it again. I, I still believe it. I I still believe we'll win the World Cup. And I think it's good that all this stuff's been highlighted now because we can go and we can fix the problems, be the mental, be the skill base, be the whatever it may be. But 
it probably is good it's highlighted now but it's also it's also worrying that it's gone from such a high to such a low so quickly yeah i mean that, that, and that's that's the thing isn't it it's uh, it's frustrating and this is why this is why i'm trying to trying to kind of look for positives because it's just it would be very easy to say you know three in a row what's the fucking point can't be bothered to do this anymore <laughs> Uh, you, you know. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. It's it's but not. I, but yet. I don't. But I don't feel that that, that they're there. And, and I and I've seen enough of an improvement. You know, albeit I would have liked to have seen more, but I've seen enough of an improvement from the Scotland and the and the French game, and particularly the French game, to this one to say, okay, that you know they they're starting to get there. It's a shame there isn't another game, or you know, or another couple of games, just to see if they can get themselves out of this rut. Um, I still think they're going to go to South Africa and do a three nil, um, and I think they're going to be looking a lot stronger come come the autumn. Um, I don't know what, what's the order of the games in the autumn. I'm not sure actually. I, I don't know. In my head, I thought New Zealand were last, but I could just be completely making that up. Well, let, that would be nice. Let's hope that that is the case, or at least at least second or third, just so we can get a game with the with our sort of first team. I think England actually have got a Barbars game. In May, before their summer tour, there normally is, isn't there? But that that normally is a, a very much a sort of B team. Well, it, it is in in normal years, but I think you know the year before a World Cup and after coming fifth in a Six Nations, they, he might decide to use it as a bit of a sort of practice run, just to possibly even to say to the guys that aren't going to go on the summer tour, this is we we, we want another run out before we before we kind of call it a. You know, call it a day for you for a few months. I know we'll see. What yeah, happens. possibly, but that'll be a lot. Will be determined based upon who's, who's in the Premiership final. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, well, let, let's leave it because I think um, at the moment, yeah, the disappointment of the result is probably clouding some of our judgment. And obviously, when we come back next week, we can uh, we can try and digest this in a more uh, st- more statistically and in a more positive way, and give everyone a reason to keep coming back and listening. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the moment I'm staring at a bottle of bleach and thinking I might put that in my wine glass. Mate, just drink it straight from the bottle. I normally would, mate, but I'm yeah. I'm trying to be a bit more civilized these call, days. Call me if it does any prob- causes you any problems. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Yeah, sweet, sweet. If I don't hear from you, I'll assume everything's okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. Well, on that slightly weird note, uh, guys, <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us again. Thanks for sticking with us despite um, a pretty pretty. Uh, stressful six nations um championship uh probably not been the most enjoyable but um you know we we take the wins and the losses uh, on on route to the ultimate goal of which is of course still to uh to win the world cup next year um and as dan said we still believe it's going to happen so hopefully you do too and that's why you're sticking with us we'll we'll stop we'll have to come up with some um we we'll have to come up with some new content for the next few months because obviously there's no rugby. Um, but uh, we'll come up with something good, I'm sure. Um, and hopefully you'll continue to join us. And, uh, and obviously we're, we'll be back in the summer for the Tour de South Africa. Um, and we'll be bringing you all of the highlights and things from that as well. So uh, thanks for joining us, as I say. Get in touch with us if you've got any ideas for what we can do. Uh, it'd be great to hear from you. Um, we actually, last week, Dan, you, you asked someone, well, you asked our listeners if they knew the answer to get in touch with us about when was the last time that New Zealand lost two on the bounce um, and actually one of our listeners got back to us on Twitter and informed us it was I think 2011 just before the World Cup they did it uh, against Australia and I think again in South Africa 
So who, who was who? Who told us that? Let's uh, let's thank him. Or can you not remember? I can't remember. If you want to check our Twitter account, um, we have a Twitter account. Oh shit! <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no. Whoever it was, thanks very much. It's um, Michael and- Michael Cronican. He said, he said, from memory, uh, he's not looked it up, All Blacks lost, last lost two in a row in 2011 in South Africa uh, and in Australia in the last two games prior to the Rugby World Cup. So it has been done before by a, a team as great as New Zealand. Um, you know, we've just done it a slightly different way. We've decided to do three in a row. Um, yeah, exactly. We, we're just out, out doing them. But, um, yeah, guys, don't, yeah, if there's anything you want to know more about, want us to do, let us know. But more importantly, make sure you're tuning in next week because we're going to do the the full Six Nations whammy and roundup, and that one should be a should be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, get in touch, guys. At England Rugby Pod, uh, the website www.englandrugbypod.com, um, and uh, and as always, please share the love, uh, rate us, review us on iTunes. We're also on Acast, um, and hopefully we will catch you next week. Cheers, guys. <laughs>